I mean, that's that's kind of what. That's a big reason I joined the Odd Fellows was a little bit of support, a little bit of camaraderie. And what I find at Lodge Night is I usually go home after work, see my kids, come down to Lodge. If there's dinner, I eat dinner and we talk a little bit. If there's not, sometimes we talk a little bit, sometimes we don't. We have a meeting. And then I tend to leave because my kids are going to bed. Yeah. And so I'm not getting that social piece on lodge night. So that's what I like about this. Fair. Yeah, plus on lodge night, there's so many people you can't connect with everybody anyway. Yeah. Right, there's no deep connection. <laughs> yeah. It's how you doing this week, how you been, you know, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Um, which is important, which I like. Yeah. But it, I don't get the, like, I mean, we talked the other day and we just talked about life. Yeah. And, you know, I got ideas on how I can do things different and I thought, all right, let's try something different this week, you know? Is that where the bulletproof coffee came in? No. I heard about that a long damn time ago. And the other morning, I'm standing in my kitchen going, do I want to put milk in my... I got out the milk and the honey. And I thought, I'm going to put milk and honey in my coffee. And I thought, I'm going to put that butter in my coffee. Yeah. See what that's about. And I did it, and I liked it. Butter coffee's the shit. Yeah, see? I'm going to have to try it. I mean, apparently, me too. Mm-hmm. I said, apparently, me too. You haven't? I haven't, no. Oh, weird. Okay. Oh. It's uh, so weird. Also, I think it's uh, Danish, Swedish egg coffee. Uh, there are two types of egg coffee. There's one that's like... Um, we like froth the egg before you put it in there? I think that's the, the Thai one, mm. uh, where it's, it's like sweet egg. Yeah, it looks really good, dude. Yeah. The other one is basically just Sounds using egg, egg to brew it, like... You put the uh, the grounds directly into the water and just boil it. And you crack an egg in at the last moment, and it collects all the sediment and drops to the bottom so you can just pour the coffee off the top. So the egg really doesn't help with it's the coffee. Just a, it just, it's just a binder. Interesting. Yeah. It's That's really pretty weird. cool. Might have to try that. I've been eating for I'm not bre- sure I'd like that one. It's not too bad. It's, <laughs> it's got a different taste to it, but it, it's definitely not eggy. But I wonder, I wonder if that egg soaks up some of those volatile oils as well. I don't know. I mean, See, it definitely has a different taste to it. I prefer my coffee made with a paper filter. Really? As opposed to a metal filter. Mm-hmm. Me too. The metal filter doesn't absorb some of those oils. Mm. And it changes the flavor a little bit. I see. The mm. paper filter will soak up some of that, and I just prefer it. Yeah, I have one of those AeroPress coffee makers that I keep at the office, and they sell the metal filters for it and the paper filters, and I definitely like the paper filters better. Yeah. And you don't have to clean them. Yeah, true. You have to get the old oil off the metal filter, yeah. or it definitely changes the But now you're killing the environment a little bit more. No. We put it in our <laughs> garden. Oh, okay. So you're got, composting it. That's I've good. got blueberry bushes and garlic growing. Both of them are acid lovers. Yeah. So we put them in there. And paper is paper. Worms loves it. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. 
feed the worms. Feed the worms. Oh, what about that? What about Australia, dude? That they're going through it right now. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I heard some of that. What uh, what all was going on? I heard about like massive wildfires and a bunch of. Uh, so, last report I read, it was almost 13 million acres um, burned, and they're saying more than a half a billion animals are dead. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. I saw an infographic online where it showed um, basically the country of Ireland, and they overlaid how much of Australia has burned compared to Ireland, and it was basically the entire country. Yeah. So an uh, area the size of Ireland has yeah, burned in Australia. They, they were saying that if you took the, the burn line and laid it out in miles, it would go from Seattle to New York to Seattle to New York and like halfway back to Seattle again. Wow. It was something, crazy. something stupid like that. The climate change isn't real. Well, there was a guy, there was a guy talking, well, a guy from Australia, and he was saying that he thinks a big part of it is they're going through right now what we went through like 20 years ago where we were like, never never get rid of the undergrowth and you remember we we used to put out fires as soon as they started mm -hmm. and then we realized oh shit it's gonna get out of control well they're now realizing they haven't dealt with their undergrowth and so this may be a big part of that <clears throat> climate change is part of it as well the dryness but um this guy was attributing it to not dealing with the undergrowth. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to look more into that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's the forest's, forest's natural way of taking care of itself. It'll burn the stuff on the ground, and then it clears it up for regrowth and new vegetation later. But when we don't allow it to happen, then it just accumulates and accumulates until it gets out of control. We can't control it anymore. There's some forests in the U.S. that have to have fire. Like certain pine trees only release their pine cone seeds at a certain temperature. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I had no idea. Although I'm not much of an arborist, so I yeah. love botany. Botany is my favorite. I like pot. No, I'm just kidding. Spot, spot. <laughs> plants is plants. <laughs> plants is plants. They so all flower. What all do you grow? You said you've got uh, garlic and blueberries. Yeah, I've got sage. I've got chamomile. I've got peppermint. I've got chocolate mint, which is actually better than the peppermint. Really? Um, I usually grow some cilantro. Almost always I have some dill. I've got a big terracotta pot of chives. Mm -hmm. And they're just constantly growing. Oh, yeah. You and so, you know, whenever, like the other night we were having burritos, and I was like, hey, Max, go get us some onions. And he yeah. went out and cut us some onions. Well, he didn't because they were all frozen dead. Oh, damn. I was like, I bet they're still yummy. It might be. He are all these growing now in the winter outside, or are they inside? No, they're all outside. Okay. So my backyard, I've got a big garage. The backside of the garage faces south. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> so on the backside of the garage, I have, I went, I've got my compost pile. And then I went to 
Home Depot and bought like a set of stairs <laughs> and leaned that against the wall and I've got pots. Oh, okay, yeah. On it. And in between the pots is a big laundry soap bucket, a blue laundry soap bucket full of water. And that's between each pot. And that just extends the growing season in the, you know, in the spring and the fall. <gasps> Because the sun heats the water in the day and releases it at night, and they just don't get as cold. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Um, and so I, I have, I have several pots, and some of them lay empty certain years. These last two years, I haven't done much with it. Um, but we generally grow basil. We grow a few spices here and there. We used yeah. to grow oregano. Um, no time. We used to have a lot of time. It's um, real medicinal. Um, but that's mostly what we do. Is we have kind of a you're a herb. It's like a witch's garden. garden yeah. You know, it's mostly medicinal, or what we like on our food. Yeah. And the blueberries are the best freaking blueberries on the planet. We've got blueberries going in our front yard now too. Do we you? planted them two years ago. And uh, last year, we got a few little berries, so I'm hoping this year that is the year they start uh, bearing fruit for us. Buy you a net. So, yeah, we've got some. Do you? Yeah. Because we didn't net them the first couple of years, and the birds ate most of them. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah but we one. net them now, and they're huge now. I mean, they're taller than me. Yeah, ours aren't that big. And um, we get gallons of these fantastic berries. And and I encourage my kids to eat whatever they want out of the garden. My son will go back there while he's playing and eat onions. He'll come in and be like all oniony breath and be like, "Dude, <laughs> that's hilarious." But we used to have two ten foot square plots. Mm-hmm. But our grass is by far the most aggressive grass on the planet. Is it? It is ridiculous. Ridiculous how invasive our yard grass is. We've tried walling it off. We've tried burying the wall. And the grass grows under the, the thing and invades. Huh. Hmm. So the next time we have the time to do the garden, it's going to be in containers. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. just put pots, gallon, five-gallon buckets, whatever. Right. I've seen that. That's pretty cool. We're doing raised beds currently. Yeah. For our garden, we'll grow beans and peppers and tomatoes, and we like to grow a lot of basil. You know, we did broccoli last year. We do a lot of carrots, interesting stuff like that. Um, But uh, I put our raised beds on top of the grass. Uh huh. And what I did is I got cardboard and I laid cardboard down on top of the grass, and then I put the soil in. Uh huh. And so that cardboard acted as like a barrier for the light barrier. And a weed barrier for the, the grass. So that part of the grass so far seems like it's been dead because it's been a couple of years we haven't seen any coming through. Oh, good. And I think that cardboard really helped just kill that grass because it's not getting any sunlight. Good. So hmm. working pretty well. And it becomes compost. I mean, it just yeah, goes away. Yeah, I mean, away. the cardboard just <clears throat> goes away. Our favorite thing we've grown was sunflowers. Yeah, we built a, a sunflower garden last year. Yeah. It was awesome. Do you make, do you like make the sunflower seeds? We didn't do anything like that this year. Um, no, we didn't have time. You know, we we got married. We did our honeymoon. You know, all that stuff yeah. this year. We just oh, didn't yeah. have the time to 
to do things like that, but we're probably going to try something next year. But the sunflower garden is beautiful. Well, so we grow the mammoth sunflowers. Yeah. You know, we try to get at least five, if not ten. Ten's ideal for us. And you let them grow, and they grow to 12 feet tall, and they make this huge flower head. That's crazy. And you have to, like, let it stay for a little while. It has to, I think the back of the head has to be yellow. And then you cut it, and you have to hang it. <coughs> you have to, you have to hang it where there's plenty of air and no mice, mm -hmm. no birds. I mean, that's prime food right there. Yeah. But it also molds really, really, really fast. Really? And then once it's all dry, you just sit there and knock all the seeds out of the head. And we boil them in salt water, roast them in the oven, and they are so fantastic. Nice. Downside, you cannot buy sunflower seeds at the, at the store. <laughs> it ruins it for it, you. They're horrible. They're disgusting. <laughs> So is that why the uh, the sunflowers are your favorite thing to grow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always I always admire people that uh, that can grow plants without immediately murdering them, because that's my, that's my issue. Is that what you do? Like murder oh, black thumb all day. Like oh, no. ev every plant I touch dies immediately. Like I'll try watering it less, dies, water it more, dies, water it. But like additives, dies, fucking anything, anything that I try to do to it, it just dies. Can't do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't don't know what the issue is. Shane the murderer, and, and I don't know why the, the plant murderer. Yeah, oh, you're a vegan murderer. You you kill them veggies. I would tell you put it in soil and forget about it. Yeah. See, other people that I know, that's all they have to do. Yeah. Like they just kind of have this this luck. They just oh, I'll just drop it here and it just flourishes. Yeah. I can't do any of that to save my life. I'm with wow. you, Shane. Anytime I want to, I feel like I want to kill something. I go buy a plant, and it takes care of that for me. <laughs> That's dark, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> He's got tons of plants too. That's the scary part. <laughs> well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I mean, he buys a lot of plants. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's dark in this room. Everybody Actually, Jen black. Jen goes to buy the plants for me. You know, it's team effort. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're Picking up an aloe plant on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Aloe plants we have a huge, are easy to kill. We have really? a huge one in our house. Yeah? Yeah, it's been growing for like four or five years since we've had it. And it started out as like a little tiny plant, and now we've repotted it. I don't know how many times, but this thing is huge. We yeah. don't do anything with it. It's just like decoration now. But if, if you pay any attention to it, you'll kill it pretty much. Huh. If it gets too much sun, you'll kill it. When I moved into my house... There was an aloe plant in there that was doing great. Yeah. As soon as I looked at it and started messing with it, killed it. No joke. Turned it to jelly. <laughs> See now, how how hard is um, vertical gardening? Like I always, always kind of like the uh, the idea of having like a five gallon bucket or some sort of like tube. Uh -huh. um, I've seen people use like burlap sacks and stuff like that, and pop holes in the sides mm -hmm. and grow stuff out of the sides or something to maximize. Sounds like it would be very hard for you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's I no mean, different. For than everybody me. else in the world, that's super easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, things are going to grow in dirt. Yeah. You know, and so vertical gardening is just vertical dirt. Yeah. Um, I always like the idea of just like having, since I've always lived in an apartment, I've always liked the idea of having something that I can just kind of sit 
uh, in the corner. It doesn't yeah. take up much space and where I could actually have like potatoes and carrots and lettuce and like real vegetation. Like, yeah. Like real edible veggies. It's super easy. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you, you can literally get on Pinterest and figure out. And so there's a lot of plants that grow really well together. Mm-hmm. So if you do sunflowers, you do, I think it's cucumbers with your sunflowers. Okay. The cucumbers will vine up the sunflower stalks and they help each other. Hmm. Corn and beans do really well together. You plant the corn, then you plant the beans and the beans vine up the corn stalks and, and they help each other out. A lot of herbs will grow well together. Yeah. Just go buy you some organic miracle grow potting soil. I've tried it. Don't buy garden soil. Mm-hmm. Buy potting soil. I've tried both. I've tried both. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would I'll, say I will revisit it someday. You need to grow plants hydroponically. That's you know that it sounds like it sounds like an easier uh, an easier time once you get the system set up. Really? No? You have to put everything in it. Like all of the inputs you're in charge of. Yeah. So you have to know how much calcium, how much all these, all the different foods. Now, I'm sure you can go buy hydroponic plant food. Yeah. But you've got to make sure the pH stays the same. You have to make sure that the liquid you're putting in there is what it's supposed to be. Because that's all the plant's got. Yeah. If you put it in some dirt, especially miracle Grow potting soil, mm-hmm. which they've already re-engineered to be exactly what the plant needs, right? Yeah. Put that in there. Are we not sponsored by miracle Grow potting soil? Not yet. <laughs> I think we are. We're working on it. Yep. Kind of reminds me of uh, that, that movie, oh. Idiocracy. Yeah. You know, and what is that stuff, the blammo or whatever? And they're like, it's got what plants need. Oh, Brondo. Brondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do plants need? Electrolytes. What are electrolytes? It's what plants need. Yeah. Have you tried putting water on your plants? Like, what, from the toilet? (laughs) No. (laughs) That movie cracks me up, I don't think I've seen that movie. I haven't either. It's coming true. It is, for sure. You guys should totally watch it. I think you should just hire Brad to come start your garden. Let him set it up. Then I would feel bad when I inevitably kill his work. Well, don't let him start it then. Just hire him indefinitely to yes. maintain the See, grade. That, that yeah. seems, that do you, seems do legit. Do you talk to your plans? I've do tried you play this. that music? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried everything. Yeah. Now, I did have something that was relatively successful a while back. Um, I made this little, like... Uh, Who would have thought we're talking about plants? Me? Um... Uh, yeah, so I made this thing that, that hangs um, or hung in a window mm-hmm. out of uh, plastic water bottles, cut them in half with the, uh, the mouth side down, mm-hmm. and have a, a big sort of string of them, um, one on top of the other, and put potting soil in each one. And I had like a little, uh, um, like some, some sort of a, a blockage in the neck so it would let water kind of drip through a little bit mm-hmm. where it wouldn't actually flow through. So all it'd have to do is just water the top one and it would kind of filter down through that into the second one, filter down through that into the third one. And I had a bunch of uh, herbs growing that way, just yeah. kind of hanging in a window. That's pretty, yeah, it's pretty ingenious. It, it worked really well it's while, they, while they were alive. 
So What's up? Did you find it on Pinterest? Facebook, maybe. Uh, yeah. So do you have a deck or a porch or a window? I have several of those. Do you have a south-facing window? Do you know? No. That'll make it a lot harder because you're not going to get any light. Yeah. Your north-facing windows aren't going to get squat for light. I have one window in my entire house that I can grow plants in. Yeah. Yeah, I only have windows on one side of my apartment, so they're all facing the same same direction. You can use the, the beds out here. I suppose I could. <laughs> but I'd have to drive all the way over I here I think to do you that. should start taking care of these beds because we want to get rid of those plants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a great idea. Hey, Shane. <laughs> Shane's is that now the on the new... maintenance committee. Oh. Shane, Shane's now on the gardening committee. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, get, let's get Brandon on that. <laughs> no, we want him to die. Oh, yeah. He's Shane, the plant murderer, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, if you're good at something, never do it for free. That's right. There that's right. Go. Always make some money. I'm good at killing plants. There's got to be. There's got to be some way to monetize that. I would. I would think there is. I think we could get you some breakfast food. If I could get you to kill the grass in my garden, I would be happy. I'll see what try I can do. Try the try the cardboard thing. Oh, I will have. Oh, okay. We've we've even gone. We went one year. We put cardboard down, and then we went around the neighborhood and collected every... I don't have any tree. I have one tree that I planted. I went around the neighborhood and picked up everybody else's leaves <laughs> and literally put six inches of fall dead leaves on top of the cardboard. And it still came back, huh? It's, it's crazy Dang. aggressive. Well, I also figured out that one thing I was doing wrong was putting my grass clippings in my compost pile. Some people say that's good. It is It just good. depends if you're treating your grass with pesticides or not. Well, the problem is, is my grass is aggressive. Oh. And so it was going into the compost pile. And just growing. And growing. And so then I'd put it in my garden, and I'm just now reseeding the grass in my garden. Circle of life. Circle of life. Yep. Circle of grass life. make it awkward oh are we all just staring at shane while he while he responds to a customer is that is that what's going on that's now? what we're doing oh thanks cool <laughs> yeah a guy, a guy sent me a message saying that he loves his work and he wants uh, to know if there's anything that he can do to to represent my work or kind of like get me more attention he loves so, his work yeah the work the the tattoo work that i've done on him oh, okay. yeah oh the work you did on him so you can yeah. tattoo your phone number and logo right above his tattoo totally yeah that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, do like uh, uh, all those big corporations did a while back and uh, and give people like $10,000 to tattoo their logo across their forehead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Simmons tattoo. You got $10,000 to give away? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy sounds Just willing, though. I don't know. You might. Maybe I could pay it uh, in installments. Oh, I got to get Erica to... She was all excited about her... her... Well, she was pissed that I bought her something. Okay. Because we agreed not to get each other stuff. She's, she's, we're like, okay, let's get a refrigerator for Christmas. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want Christmas presents. Yeah. I was like, of course. Okay. So she says, like a week later, 
okay, let's not get each other Christmas presents, but I got you one thing. I was like, cool. So I got her a tattoo gift card. She's like, I can't believe you got me something. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can use it. She's like, well, no, 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 don't be hasty. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> we didn't do any Christmas presents this year yeah. at our house either. We got some presents for the nieces and nephews, and that was it. Yeah. You know, that's plenty nowadays. And it's, that's what's fun. You know, we enjoy getting yeah. gifts for the kids. We, yeah. got, we got Mia a record player, like vinyl, vinyl record player, and a bunch of records. One of my Hipster in the making. Do what? Says so she's a hipster in the making. Yeah. Well, see, I ordered her the record player. It's, it's a suitcase record player, right? I ordered her the one that had the British flag design on it. Because she wanted the Beatles and Queen. So I thought, right on, I'll make her an eat. And she didn't know what that was. But I didn't open the box when it came because I knew what it was. Well, when she opens it up, it's not the British flag one. It's a tie-dye one, hmm. which was way cooler, yeah. which wasn't one of the options when I ordered I it. I feel like she'd like that better anyway. She loved it. She thought it was awesome. <laughs> and she didn't know what the British flag was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you lucked out on that one. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dad's a hero. Sometimes it's better to be lucky. Yeah, exactly. And good. We got her a ukulele. Oh. I like this uh, meme I see online sometimes about, like, guitars and ukuleles, and it's like a pie chart. Yeah. And it's like, should I buy a new ukulele? And it's like red, it's like 89% or something. And it says yes, and then blue says also yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like 100%. <laughs> I like that one. She won't play for us, though. Well, she will once she gets a more practice. I hope so. Is he going to do the tattoo with your address? I, I could only hope. <laughs> How does he want to promote your work? Um, well, he said he felt like a boomer uh, going on other people's uh, like Facebook posts and all this stuff and just like <laughs> tagging me randomly in anything that was tattoo related <laughs> just, so, just so people would see my name. Which, like, dude, don't feel bad about that. Like, I will take any exposure I can get. That's Absolutely. super appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, so. get him, get him, get him the painting of his tattoo with your logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just really, I'm just glad that he likes his tattoos that much. Like yeah. that really makes me happy. Has he had more than one? Yeah, I think I've done three or four for him now. Yeah, yeah, nothing super cool. huge, but but yeah, like uh, I'm just really glad that he's happy with them. Yeah, that's got to feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, I was talking to somebody about uh, about this the other day, like. Uh, maybe it was on uh, your podcast, Carl. Um, like, when you get no validation, I'm good. Um, when you get zero validation from somebody, after you do a tattoo, you're just like, I've put my entire heart and soul into this. Yeah. I've, like, focused everything I have on this one piece of you for the past three hours, and they walk over to the mirror. You're like, so what do you think? And you're just like, yeah, it's okay, I guess. I'm like, what the hell? Come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Like, I need something more than that. Yeah, like, is there, is there something wrong with it? I can fix it. Like, you know, what do you want different? Yeah. Like, you're like, no, it's okay. And it's like, just okay? Come on, man. Give me something. Do we make more? Yeah. I like how you, like, brought this up because I am that guy who is your customer that does that. In just everyday life, that's just how I am. Yeah. And it really drives my wife insane because, <laughs> you know, she'll ask me, like something, you know, I mean, it could be basic, like, 
was did you how how was your day oh, it was okay yeah. you know and to me like okay it means like hey i didn't have any problems with my day today i thought it was great yeah, so, so that, you that's know? your baseline like, yeah like i had no problems but so to it was her okay. like okay means oh he had a shitty day uh, you know what's wrong and that's not the case so now i'm trying to and like i think i do that with other people other than my wife yeah you know like i probably did the same thing to you when you tattooed me and i was like yeah cool you know, okay. honestly, I, I don't think I noticed and, that. Uh, uh, like, it seems like I got pretty good feedback from you. You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I've been working on trying to be more expressive with my gratitude or appreciation of things. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm kind of a negative Nancy sometimes. Yeah. By accident, just by, like, my baseline. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I can see where, where a lot of people may uh, kind of misinterpret that. Yeah. I think it comes across that way, too, when people first meet me. Yeah. Like, I'm super... I don't know what the right word is, but... Kind of come off unapproachable because of yeah. the way I say things and stuff like Would that. Standoffish be kind of a... Maybe, yeah. A good way to put that, maybe? I, I don't know. I didn't see you as standoffish. Yeah. But, I didn't really either, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought you didn't like us, but I don't right. know if that's the same thing. Oh, dude, what... When I came in here, I thought uh, um, Tom O'Brien and yeah. Nick hated my guts, like for months. Really? Oh my God! Yeah, what? like it's just every time I would try talk to talk to, to him, like, huh? Like, what? What does "huh" mean? Like, I just I just ask you a question. Like, I need to know the answer to this. Like, what what's going on? And like, uh, yeah, huh? I'm like, what the hell, man? Come on! <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, come into an organization like the Oddfellows when you don't know anybody, yeah. especially the group that was here when like I came in and when you came in, yeah. because that group has been friends for years. Yeah, tight knit core like, group. It's like super and tight, so it's hard to like feel like come you're in invading their space. Right. Yeah. I feel like you're well, part see, of the crew. like when me, Tommy, Nick, and Logan came in, they were just happy to get anybody. Yeah. You know, they were like, "Yeah, come on in," and. They were really like, you know, showing us the ropes. And then we had a couple trickle in. And then we had a bunch. Nick went and got it like a bunch, right? And I was like, I'll I'll back off here for a little while. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, Hmm. they've always made fun of me because I'm always the guy like, do we really need more people? (laughs) I mean, why are we talking about expanding? I think this is good. Um. And so I wouldn't talk to anybody that was new. I just was like, mm. yeah. And um, so we, you know, I guess after, I guess after you came in, we there was like kind of a lull, right? You've been yeah. here for five years. Yeah, just past five years. We um, actually almost six now. Yeah. I think I think March is six for me. Yeah. Um, I came in. We had a pretty significant group of people yeah. <clears throat> i mean i think we averaged 20 or so per meeting i mean we had like a color guard and um all kinds of stuff yeah we had a, we had a boom there for a little while and then, and then a bunch of people left or quit coming and we didn't have any new members for probably a year or so yeah well i think we had a couple of new members that that came in but it was like we would get one and they would come in for a few meetings and then disappear yeah you know and until until you guys um came in 
you know, I think when you guys came in, it kind of opened the floodgates, you know, because we've had 17, I think, Zach said. 18, yeah. Well, yeah. these guys came in and were like gung-ho. And that mm-hmm. 17 or 18 doesn't count us. I know. That was just this year. This year. Yeah. 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 And I don't think that uh, that doesn't count associate members either, does it? No. No, with associate no. members, we're we're like twenty six. I was gonna like say like mid or high twenties, I think. Yeah, because yeah. we had just we had, on the year, just on yeah, the year, just on the yeah. year, which is huge, which is yeah. crazy, and awesome though. Yeah, yeah, really. Is. And, and I think it makes it easier for new people to come in because, like, when you what you said when you came in, we were all pretty tight. You know, we've been hanging out for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And by the so you guys came in and you're like, uh, now the new guys are coming in and the other new guys are still new guys. And yeah. so they're not tight. They're not, you know, they're still trying to find their place. Right. Yeah. I, I got lucky, you know, like, I mean, I guess I didn't really, I got lucky because I found this lodge, you know, it was introduced. How did you to find me. us? Uh, Matt Porter. You were getting a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We spent. I don't know, probably three or four sessions, like in his little tattoo studio, just talking. And I, um, I was, I was talking about my interest in like Freemasonry. Yeah. Just it, it always intrigued me, you know, like it's so cool. I used to stay up with my friends years and years ago and we'd get drunk and we'd talk about all the secret stuff that the Freemasons would do and how we wanted to be a part of it. And, um, you know, that Matt's like, hey, I do this thing. I was like, well, what is it? And he, like, walked me through it one session. Yeah. He's like, you want to come? And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. Like, what? what's worse that can happen? You know, yeah. everyone hates me or I don't like anyone? Cool. Um, I don't know. From there, it's just kind of really snowballed for me. Yeah. You know, it's been, I can't believe it's been six years, dude. It's so crazy. Time goes by fast. It really does. Well, the other day, Nick was like talking about something that happened 10 years ago. And I'm like, no, that happened since I've been here. And he was like, yeah, you've been here almost 10 (laughs) 10 years. years. I'm like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. It's faster every year. Yeah. (coughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really glad I found this place. But, uh, but yeah, when I started, like, and of course, it doesn't help that that on occasion I deal with the touch of the social anxiety. Sure, uh, and it's it's kind of fucking hard. Like I have to uh, like force myself to uh, to kind of break out of that and just tell my brain to shut up, basically. Yeah, uh, and um, convince myself that not everyone around me just like hates my guts for no reason. Um, most of them, there is a reason. I got that. <laughs> yeah, it's, so you know, it, it's hard, oh, yeah. man. It, it's really hard. I think all of us, all of us have that. Oh, well, sure, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I was telling someone the other day. It was, um, it was in Gwen's interview. Mm-hmm. So she asked, she's like, "What happens if people have a fight?" I think it was due to Ross talking about Matt not coming back. Mm-hmm. I think I think there was something in there about that. I don't know how that went down, but you know, I explained to her. 
you know, there's, there's a whole series of things. If somebody does something against the lodge, we have a trial system. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody does something interpersonally, well, then you guys can work it out. Yeah. You don't bring it into the lodge room. The lodge room is a sacred space. Mm-hmm. You work it out. Um, and we got it talking about social anxiety and people getting their panties in a twist. And, and I said, you know, I've quit probably a hundred times. And I realized the other day that that's almost always I get my panties in a twist when I come to lodge with an expectation of something that I want to happen mm-hmm. and it never happens. And then I leave and I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get what I wanted. And I realized I can't come to lodge with that expectations anymore. You know, um, like that applies to a lot of things in life like, sure absolutely and the, you know that's what i was i was reading a thing about having expectations for somebody else's behavior mm-hmm. is pretty much a a recipe for disaster sure. yeah especially if you don't tell them what those expectations exactly. are <laughs> like if it's if it's openly communicated and agreed upon then that's yeah. a different story but, but yeah like if yeah yeah it's funny like because i I think a lot of that, a lot of sales is setting expectations. Yeah. You know, what I see a lot of agents do is they don't set the expectations of their clients correctly. You know, I just met with a client, a new client a week or two ago, and basically he was frustrated with his, his agent. So he fired his agent. He didn't feel he was supposed to do what he's, what he was going to do. And I, I asked him, I said, well, what? what did your agent tell you he was going to do? He said, he didn't tell me anything. That's crazy. I said, he didn't tell you anything. He said, no, basically he said, here's a house. You need to buy it. Like that's, that's exactly how he acted to me. I said, well, all right. So I took, I took 30, 45 minutes and I sat down with him over coffee and I said, here, here's the process. This is what's to be expected. I'm not going to do anything you don't want me to do. However, these things are unattainable. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, you know, I was with my other agent for four or five months and you've already told me more than he ever told me. Yeah. I mean, it's super important just in family life too, is setting expectations with wives, kids, you know, anybody. Because if they're not there, they don't know what. Right. What's happening, and uh, it just you know if you could set them early and you know especially in business yeah you know set them early and you know manage people's expectations then you're less likely to get a nasty review or get fired or you know right. whatever right. So it, it caught my attention when you were talking about um, uh, things being unattainable, mm-hmm. uh, just not doable at all. Um, there are a lot of tattooers that seem like get a lot of people angry at them a lot of customers or potential customers angry at them um it seems like they've got to be losing business over it when a customer comes to them with an idea that i mean legitimately is not doable as a tattoo like Mm -hmm. it's just a bad idea uh and instead of explaining why that i guess maybe they're just jaded they've had that question they just say no you can't do it well they don't even say you can't do it they just say they just say no i won't and it just kind of really, uh, it, it seems to kind of discourage a lot of uh, customers 
and like so they'll come to me and I'll tell them why it's not doable and they'll just be flabbergasted and you're like oh well that makes sense because I've been salty about this the whole time that, that that guy just didn't like me and didn't want to do my thing like like no like it's not doable yeah and it I, just I think a lot of people the people who explain why or why not tend to have better uh, I don't want to say like referral based businesses but maybe that that's the case it right builds trust it does yeah. you know they they build that relationship versus just a very uh, black and white yes or no yeah you know and I think that makes a good um, a good like leader a versus a boss too yeah. right like when you're in a position a leadership position if you can have your crew understand why or why not and have them believe in it yeah you know then then you have that relationship and they will work their butts off yeah for it's you. not just a well no because i said so right it's yeah. not just a top down like you need to do this because because they're, I said they're so, part yeah. of the team instead of just a pack mule. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that goes across industries because, yeah. like my buddy Norm, who was my mentor in the jewelry business, we used to have to tell him the story. So we'd give him a job, and if it wasn't a a, a regular job, I mean, if it was something weird, we'd be like, "Look, here's the story." You know, mom's dead. It's sentimental. This is the only way we can do this. He's like, awesome. And he'll do it, no problem. But if we just handed him a crazy job, he'd be like, what the crap is this? Yeah. You know, and customers, I, I have to do that every day with almost every job. Mm -hmm. You have to build the trust. Mm -hmm. You have to build the expectation. But that's why you have built a successful business, too. Absolutely. Yep. Because, and people... I have people come. I had a girl in from South Carolina yesterday picking up her ring. And I was like, you know, you probably ought to have it checked in South Carolina. I said, do you have a jeweler in South Carolina? She says, no, I just like using you. That's awesome. I'll come back and let you check it. And I'm like, all right. Cool. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> right. But it's because I sit there and I tell people, Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do these four prongs. We're going to reset this stone. There is risk in resetting this stone. It may break. Maybe not. We're going to polish it up. It's going to look like new. This is what you're going to get back. This is what you're going to pay. Pay it when you pick it up. Are we good? See you in a week. Yeah, speaking and of... And sometimes I say... You better call me the day before you want it, because I might have forgot. And they're cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but when they walk the in is, and say, "Is it ready?" and I say, "No, it's not ready," they're like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Right. But if I have told them up front, I'm crazy busy. You might want to call in advance. They're cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, because if there is going to be the possibility of a delay or something like that or something falling through the cracks like you're honest about it you're up front mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing as well is just being honest with people like just totally open like these are the things that might happen like that's just the way it is so this is the way to fix it that's just the way it is oh no oh yeah are we at that part of the show where Tom starts singing <laughs> I mean, apparently because I just oh. did <laughs> <laughs> I told a customer, it was probably about a year ago, she brought in a job, 
and something wasn't right. You ever you ever have like a gut feeling like this ain't gonna go well? Yep. Yep. And she kept questioning me, why won't you do it? And I was like, I finally said, look, you know, they always tell you to trust your gut. There's something about this that's not right. I don't know what it is, but I'm not willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I can't argue with that, can I? <laughs> yeah. And I may have lost a customer, and I may have been way off base, but I feel like there was something wrong. <laughs> something yeah, wrong. well, you, you may have lost the money from that customer, yeah. but, I mean, one, your reputation, like, I guarantee the next time that they talk to somebody, anybody mentions your name, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy, like, he turned down my money uh, because he didn't want to do a bad job or yeah. or what have you. Like, it, it relays your integrity to everyone else that hears about you. It also amazes me what other people tell my customers. What do you mean? People bring me a job and they're like, oh, that can't be done. I've been told by nine people that can't be done. I get the same thing. And I'm like, really? It's really like something I do every day. (laughs) I mean, I... I... And then I start looking at the customer thinking, "Mm, maybe this is a crazy customer. Maybe they're saying it can't be done because they don't want to deal with this customer, but the customer seems nice. And so I end up getting a a lifelong customer because I was able to do the impossible, which is my regular everyday work. This is is another thing that relates to to being honest because it's not so much, I think it's like an ego thing. They don't want to admit that they're not comfortable personally doing something, so they they have to say, oh, this is just not doable. Yeah. Uh, As opposed to being honest and just saying, I'm human, I have limitations, I'm not used to this, I'm not comfortable with this, this is somebody else that could take care of that, that does this type of work. Uh, I think it's just, a lot of people have trouble admitting that they can't do something. Um, Because I get that at the tattoo shop all the time. People are like, oh yeah, this tattoo's not doable. And I look at it and I'm like, I just did one of these yesterday. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about not doable? Like, look at my portfolio. Like, it's right there. They're like, oh, oh. Do you think that's experience? that does that I think that's part of it for sure I, I've met a lot of dudes that have been tattooing way longer than I am uh, way longer than I have that uh, that still can't admit that they that they're not perfect yeah like, that's a, you know, yeah, it could be a personality thing too you know there's some people that just is. will never ever admit that they're wrong or that they can't do something yeah. you know and then there's other people that you know have no problem saying it any time in the world you know like yeah, like if, if I somebody... screw up all the time. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Well, just I mean, just don't human. say it to your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never live it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, like I again, like it, it it's not worth it to me to uh, to lie to somebody about that saying it can't be done when I know that it can. Yeah. Um, if I know of someone that can do a tattoo in a particular style better than me, I will absolutely tell you their name. I'll like give you directions. I will print that shit out for you. Like, yeah. I just want you to be able to get the uh, the best job possible, like wh- whatever's going to make you happiest. Well, I think that's important too, right? Like I think that says a lot about how how people do their business. You know, you know the people who are like, hey, listen, this person specializes in this, and they will just, you know, they'll knock it out of the park. Versus someone who's like, yeah, I can do that, and forget that guy because I'm better than that guy. Yeah, you know, like it's one thing I, I'm like I'm learning right in the last like two years is, you know, a lot of people in my business, they, 
the the good ones, the ones that I respect, um, they don't talk bad about other agents, mm-hmm. right? Right? They they always talk about their strengths, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is is tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I, I love having those conversations about other people's strengths. That way, when I talk to that other person, I can kind of pick their brain about their strengths and why they do things a certain way, which hopefully, you know, translates into, you know, uh, making my business a little bit stronger. Yeah. Sure. Plus, you know, the more positive relationships you have with other agents, you know, the more referrals you can have, you know, the more people who will be willing to say, hey, I know Tom has this house listed for sale and it's kind of like the one that you're wanting, you know, let's, let me chat with Tom. We'll see what we can work out, you know, or something like that. Well, that's exactly it. You have those relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've got, you know, there, there are a couple of handfuls of agents that, that when I have a client looking for a house, I specifically look like, oh, I want to check these agents, you know, or I just note like, I know you're looking for this kind of house. I note like if any of those agents are looking at it and we can start with those agents if my client likes those house, right. you know, likes those houses because then it's a lot easier to get a deal done with with someone you have a relationship with versus someone you don't. Absolutely. From, from a customer standpoint, you talking about your friends in the industry mm-hmm. says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. You talking about why that guy's a jerk and why that guy's uh, too much of a salesman says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. And so you're building, you're building your confidence with that customer by talking about other other agents well. Positively, yeah. Positively. Yeah. yeah. You know, it says a lot about who you are in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it's uh, social proofing. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, like, I 100% agree. Like, building those relationships with people around you. Like, I always have the, uh, the phrase pop into my head, no man is an island. Like, building relationships with the people around you is incredibly important. Mm-hmm really is that's why i'm like you know this little this little circle that we have going on you know the lodge it's yeah i, I guess <laughs> it's know, all right it's all right forget you guys i'm out of here yeah <laughs> you know I, I like it because it's you know we have these conversations and we can we can have these pretty pretty honest conversations i think yeah i think so it's important yeah i think it is and that's partially why I want it to be limited. Yeah. If we've constantly got new people, well, then we're constantly having to figure out, uh, what's this guy about? Does he like me? Yeah. Um, I think the, uh, the key to that one is to stop caring. At least it's worked for me. True. <laughs> but I, would, I can't. I, I, I have I a hard time stop care. I can. I think you can. I can pretend like I don't practice. care. Fake it till you make it. That's it. Well. Start with pretending. Yeah. Oh, what is that phrase? It's uh, you'll stop caring as much uh, about what people think of you when you uh, realize how little they actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I try to tell my daughter that. My 13-year-old daughter spends most of her time trying to think of. However, but you know, she she is always thinking about how, how other people are seeing her, thinking about her, and I'm like, sweetie, I think that's just part of 
they don't. Oh, absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. You have to but develop it's that like, sense of self. Sweetie, if you could get it through your head that they don't see you even, <laughs> you would have teenage superpowers. Yeah. Well, yeah, no joke. Yeah. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> like, I was heard it when I was younger. I was like, well, if I knew uh, your age, what I know now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's totally true. It's yeah. totally true. Like, if, if I had the ability when I was a teenager to just not care at all what people thought about me and just do my thing and and just like headstrong follow exactly what i wanted to do like man where where would i be right now like (laughs) but i think that's the thing bailey too you know she's she deals a lot with that that social 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 anxiety you know like they all hate me like honey they're not even thinking about you yeah and even if they do hate you what does it matter? Right. Who cares? Like, yeah, there's like hundreds of other people who don't hate you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or and like you. But yeah. even if there aren't people that don't hate yeah. you, what does it matter? Like, is it gonna hurt you somehow for them to like dislike your face? Like, what's it matter? What is it actually stopping you from doing? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. We, we used to say, if if they know you, they probably understand. If they don't know you, who cares what they think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if only I'd known that, like, middle of high school. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so glad I'm not in high school. Oh, my right? God. You could not pay me enough. Me either. <laughs> I went back to my high school one time. Uh, Manual? Hated it. Like, I went back to see one of my teachers, and I was just like... Which one? Sidebottom. Oh. You didn't like Miss Sidebottom? Uh, she was mean to us by the time. By the oh, time, yeah? oh man, by the time we got to, her, was she angry? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. She she's the one that introduced me to jewelry. Yeah, we almost had that experience in uh, in our sculpture classes, in but then yelling. somebody decided to steal the torches, um. and they found them in somebody's locker. But yeah, that nixed the whole jewelry section of our curriculum. Ah. Uh. Right? I set that up. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> damn. I'm, I'm like in sculpture class, right? And, and I'm, so I grew up in DOD schools, which is military, not military school, but. Schools run by the military. Right. Um, and so most of the kids weren't super creative, right? So I was the weird, super creative kid, right? Yeah. Well, then I go to Manuel, and I'm like the weird conservative kid that's not nearly <laughs> as creative, you know? And, um, and so I struggled. A lot of social anxiety and a lot of what I now realize, a lot of inability to focus over time. And so if I could do a painting in one sitting, I was great. If I had to come back to it, you know, I hated it. Yeah. And so my sculptures were the same way. And I was definitely a sculpture person. Like, I've had more than one art teacher say, you're a sculptor, aren't you? <laughs> How did you know? Well, the way you draw. So anyway, after several sculptures, she's like, I think I've got something that you might be interested in. She handed me a couple of books, and I did some reading. And she let me set up the jewelry setup. Mm-hmm. And we cast, and we cut wax, and we soldered, and... Yeah, like some of the, uh, 
some of the seniors when I was there were allowed to do metal work. Yeah. Like, but only one or two in each class. Uh, huh. And nobody else was allowed to even touch the supplies. Really? Yeah. Um, and we definitely, we, like, we had experience with the wax. We cut the wax and all that stuff. But by the time we actually got to uh, the point where we would cast anything, some jackass stole the torches. And oh. so she freaked out and uh, was just like, no, we're not doing any of this. Like, never doing this again. That's the way lithography was in printmaking. Really? So did you know who Miss Merida was? No. She was the printmaking teacher when I was there. By the time I got to printmaking, it was uh, Doug DeWeese. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't there. Um, but she donated an entire stone lithography setup. Yeah. The press, the stones, mm-hmm. the supplies. I those stones. Um, and so we all got to kind of play with the stones, but she only let one of us actually do a lithography really? picture. Yeah. Hmm. <coughs> it actually reminds me, I was cleaning out a bunch of art supplies and found uh, a whole pack of uh, litho crayons. Yeah? Yeah. I have no way to use those in my, in my day-to-day life, but I've got them. <laughs> They're just oil pencils, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, yeah for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Sell them. I suppose I could, but they're like half used. So, and nobody else has a use for them either. So, I'm sure. Yeah, like who's doing who's doing like litho stuff? No, someone, there's, some there's one somewhere. guy. Someone has a use for it. If you don't have a use for it, what's it going to hurt to post it for sale? You're right. right. You're right. All right, Gary V. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Gary V. says Facebook Marketplace is the place to start. Yeah. He says if you can't sell on Facebook Marketplace, then you have problems. You know, I've got a bunch of stuff that I've had listed on Facebook Marketplace for like a year and a half. You want too much for it? You might talk to Gary V. Then I've tried. I've tried discounting it. Oh. I'm not. I'm not taking like a custom painted uh, motorcycle helmet down below fifty dollars. Oh. I'm not saying do that at all. Yeah. I'm saying... Try eBay now. I mean, if the local market doesn't want it, somebody in the national market Yeah, yeah but nobody's looking to buy art on Facebook Marketplace. Are That's they? not... They're looking for yard they, sale stuff, right? You know, uh, a bunch of artists have started selling their stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Like, there, there are whole stores on Facebook Marketplace now. Yeah? Like, yeah, people have set up, like, drop shipping stores, which I need to get that email set up soon. Yep. I'll do that right now. Good oh, idea. Well, no, I'll do that after this. After this, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about that. Giggity, giggity, all right. Talk to them. I'll hear. I'll listen. Are you familiar with uh, drop shipping? No. Oh. I mean, so, I assume it's... I was it's, reading about it last night. Bobby's got some stuff over there, and I'm going to sell it to you, and he's going to ship it directly to you. You're going to pay yeah. me. Absolutely. I'm Pretty pay much. It's like having a store, but yeah. cutting out all of the uh, all of the risky bits by like holding stock. Oh, yeah. Um your stock is in a your, website in China, uh, mm-hmm. and you set up a Your, your a stock store. is in your website and your ads. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where the value is. That's yeah. actually a very old business. Very old yeah. business. Yeah. Nowadays, the trick is um, getting your page in front of people. Yeah. Yep. Right? You know, it's, it's getting it to rank in Google, you know, getting ads in front of people with specific funnels that's going to make them want to buy this thing. You know, honestly, right. from what I've seen, like, most of the people I don't think are uh, focused on uh, ranking in Google searches. Maybe it's just Google ads. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, just well, paying. It's not even necessarily Maybe it's just Google ads. ads though. Facebook and Facebook Instagram, and Instagram uh, is and where like, it's at. Yeah. Marketing with like uh, 
because um, we're we're the Instagram influencers. We're we're the instant gratification people. So they they get with like the Instagram influencers, right? And they're yes. like, oh, market right here, because yeah. this is what I'm going after. Because, right? I mean, that's where you're. That's it, where the majority of people's attention is. Yeah. Majority of the day is social media. So if you just have something that pops up right there and it's a reasonable price and you click the button and it takes you right to the buy now page where you click one more button and it's like shows up at your house in three days like you know every time i've tried to buy something from instagram my bank blocks it because it's in like hong kong hmm weird and if i go to amazon for that same thing it's usually cheaper it's probably the same seller it it honestly <laughs> might be there is. are a lot of people that, that drop ship on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's like that stuff on Amazon for yeah. 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 The downside about using Amazon for that, I had a couple of I knew a couple of people who did drop shipping from Amazon. Well, Crazy they, fees and everybody tries to undercut each other. Well, there's another bad side to it too. Is Amazon when they notice that you're selling so many pieces of the product, they've got uh, larger buying power than you. So they can buy it at a much cheaper rate and undercut everyone, and then it just slices oh. everyone's throats. And that I had that happen to a couple of buddies of mine. Like they were doing, one guy was, um, what he would do is he would buy phone cases, mm-hmm. and he could buy 15, 20 phone cases for you know a dollar a piece, and he would actually ship. They would ship to Amazon, and mm-hmm. Amazon would store ship. them for him and ship for him. Yeah. So he did. You know, it's just like drop shipping. They started selling the same, the same cases that he sold, for fifty cents cheaper than he could. He was only making fifty cents a, yeah. a freaking case from it. Now, there's one guy that I tattooed a couple of years ago that uh, his thing was bundling. Like, his uh, within within a year, he had his Amazon business big enough that he like hired his father and hired his sister and I think hired a cousin to do the work for him while he still did his IT job. Um, And I I think the way that it worked out is he focused on like bundling items instead of individual things. Like he would go to um, like clearance sales and all this stuff and get like 14 uh, tubes of toothpaste and sell bundles of 14 tubes of toothpaste uh, and like mark it up just a little bit, I think. And he made a crazy amount of money selling stuff in bulk on Amazon. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing you can do is buy a thousand headphones and a thousand charger cords and sell, you know, two headphones and two charger cords as a bundle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then you got to rebundle it. Yeah. Yeah. He said half of his house was was filled with stock and uh, like plastic wrap. Sure. Like the stretch wrap. <laughs> yep. He's out there like, we you know, ship yeah. that. Yeah, there's that's, a that's lot what he of hired people. his dad to do. There's a lot of people that have that kind of a business. I mean, I, I knew a guy whose job was breaking down pallets. Yeah. He had a guy that bought the wood, and he literally went and collected pallets, disassembled them, and sold bundles of wood to this guy and made a fantastic living. Yep. Yeah. Shane and I were talking about this the other day. You know, it's like there's tons of opportunities out there to go make some money. Mm-hmm. You just have to go find the one that's right for you. Yep. And you mm-hmm. just got to go get it. Yeah. You have to not care about what other people think about it. Right. Like uh, I was listening to uh, the Side Hustle podcast. Yeah. And uh, they were, there was a lady talking about um, scooping dog poop out of people's <laughs> yards. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you listen to that one? I, I should listen to a little bit of it. Yeah. Like 
Terrible. Her whole thing was find a pain point, find something that people don't like doing, yep. and then solve that problem for them. And she charges, I mean, it, it didn't seem like all that much, maybe like 50 bucks a yard per month or something like that. And she would like fill five gallon buckets with all the poop that your dogs could could squeeze out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're out there like, she's coming tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Get out. And apparently she was uh, really close to hiring like two other people to, to do this. Like she just didn't have the uh, the time and resources to take care of all of the, the business that she was getting or that she could potentially get. Just scoop and poop. And I see a, a van run around town here that it's the pooper scooper. There's franchises yeah. now. Yeah. For just scooping dog poop. It's it crazy. Yep. There's um She said she had um teenagers paying her to do it because it was their chore and they were outsourcing it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Those kids are gonna go far. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. They, I, I, I did I got skills. my first Fiverr experience done this week. Really? Did yeah. You? What is it? Fiverr. Fiverr. Do you know this thing? No. It's a you can outsource some of your things to them um, that you need. So I needed my logo to be animated. Oh, which that I'm not from? good at, right? So I yeah. found this guy on Fiverr, and uh, he gave me 50 so, versions. Go for it. Whatever you want, man. He gave me 50 versions of my logo animated. Nice. 50? And 50 of them for, like, web use. And then he gave me square versions for Instagram. Yeah. And then Facebook versions for, like, your, uh, your banner ad and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. So I, I technically got 150 animated logos on Fiverr. And it was like less, less than 24 hours. I paid $35. Oh, so. my God. Wow. So, yeah, and I, I think keep, they turned out amazing. I keep trying to tell they people about really Fiverr, good. and they, they, don't, so, they don't see the value in it. I, I think it depends what you're trying to do. Oh, of course. I yeah. think there's plenty of value on Fiverr. Um, you just got to find the right seller who's producing what you need. Yep. You yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of things on Fiverr I'd like to try. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to invest in trying something that may not work. You know, yet. there's, but there's like a, a logo animation's pretty low risk. There's right? a, yeah. kind of back on drop shipping a little bit. It's not really drop shipping, but there's a pallet company not too far from here where you can go and buy pallets of stuff. And some of those pallets you get, you'll get for 50, 75 bucks. Yeah. And they've got hundreds and hundreds of items on them. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know some people who do that. Kind of like you can buy like Amazon returns yeah. and like giant bulk yeah. boxes yeah. and all that and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For like 50 to $100, you can get like giant, massive, like bigger than me boxes of electronics and all sorts of stuff. Some of it might not work. Some of it might uh, work, just be out of a package. Mm-hmm. You don't know. But uh, there are a lot of people that make a really good living. Where do you buy those at? From Amazon. Like, they sell it by the pound. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, There's a lot of businesses that have grown up because they were buying somebody's waste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they were actually charging you to take your waste away. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of the guy that cuts your trees down, but you pay that guy to come cut a tree down. And then he sells the wood as firewood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like banking it from both ends. Sure. You know, there's, um, uh, when I lived in Missouri, there was a company that would buy your computers and they would chip everything up and then they, they didn't, well, yeah, they didn't, mm-hmm. let me take that back. They didn't buy your computer. You would pay them to take your computer away because there's, there's nowhere for, to take them. Yeah. And then they would, 
break it down and, and sell the precious metals out of it. Yep. But yeah, there's companies that, that is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. But oh, cool. One of the things on um, uh, Fiverr is it to me has like the same feel as drop shipping, but it's like uh, I saw somebody going to Upwork.com and getting like taking a a, a gig as yeah. a um, oh what is it a proofreader and. Outsourcing, outsourcing it to Fiverr. Fiver. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, they, they got a gig as a proofreader for like a hundred something dollars or, or maybe more. And uh, then they went to Fiverr and found somebody that uh, was doing it for like $20. So they paid somebody on Fiverr to do their job for them and pocketed the difference. Yeah. Seems like a pretty awesome plan. Mm-hmm. For real. Thanks. But, you know, you have to... You have to be willing to... To deal with somebody that's a jackass, though. Yeah, possibly. You know, yeah. if if you're if you're putting out a quality product, or if you know if you're advertising a quality product and you're giving it to Fiverr and this guy's not doing his job, you just got to find the right guy, probably. And I would imagine, like anything else, it kind of averages out. So, like, sure. if you have a bad experience with one person, you might make less money on that transaction. But yeah. you know someone reputable to go to the next time. Sure. <laughs> you know who's not reputable to go to go yeah, back yeah, to, yeah. you know. If right. you're just you know, if it's proofreading, heck, I'd just give it to Bailey. Here, honey. Here, honey. Read this. Twenty bucks. Tell me all the mistakes you find. <laughs> My brother, when he was getting his master's degree, was living at the house, going to speed school. And he was TA in an engineering class. And he said, Brad, I want you to read these papers. Read this paper. And you don't care what's in it. Just I want you to mark any grammatical issues you see. And I'm like, cool. And I got halfway through one of the papers and just started laughing. And he's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, I just read a sentence that I didn't know any of the words in the sentence. <laughs> I did not understand any of the words. I can't tell you which is a noun, which is a verb, nothing. That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, proofreading, there are now uh, free, well, some of them are free, and some subscription-based uh, proofreading, proofreading, like, I guess web-based programs like services that you can just kind of drop a file into and it will immediately analyze everything and tell you if anything is grammatically out of place. They have those now too that check for plagiarism. Is it just yeah. an algorithm? Yeah. Is it just an algorithm that does it? It's yeah, it's, like, it's set up with like grammar rules. Some and kid and just Indian. scans through. No, it's 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 electronic. <laughs> it's yeah, AI. it's all programmed. Yeah. AI, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, it scans for any sort of grammar issues and pulls up like it gives you a warning um, for anything specific that might be kind of in a gray area and lets you kind of make the uh, the choice as to which way it goes. <clears throat> but yeah, like there are even people on Fiverr selling a portion of their subscription. Like they'll subscribe to the higher end ones mm-hmm. and say um, it's twenty dollars a month. They'll say for like two dollars. Um, 
they'll let you use their subscription for a month. But they're selling their like access to their account to so many people across the internet sure. that they're easily making their money back plus some. <laughs> Which might also be a violation of the terms and service agreement. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We used to make it a game when I worked at Starbucks. It's not a violation we, if you don't get caught. We'd, we'd wow. pick up the courier. <laughs> I'm not sure that's an odd fellow's principle. It definitely is not. <laughs> friendship. It's friendship, Truth. yes. <laughs> it's love. Tom loves his Spread not truth. <laughs> Spread that brotherly love around all over the internet. Oh, God. Oh. That's easy. So who's going to listen to this? Whoever wants to. I know, but who... Who? I understand. Is is somebody going to be on the internet and be like, what the, what the crap's this? Could Maybe. be. Oh, it's just a couple of guys talking. Just a bunch of guys talking. Yeah, it could be. Okay. I mean... Everything I've read, the uh, first, uh, I guess, the first step in finding an audience, because with as many people exist in the world... There are, there's just bound to be a certain percentage of people that will always be receptive to whatever it is that you create, yeah. no matter what. Um, it's just getting that product, that your name in front of as many people as possible, sure, so that they can, uh, I guess, recognize it. Yeah. Speaking of that, why don't you guys tell everybody who might be still listening an hour and fifteen minutes into this <laughs> podcast <laughs> where they can find you in your business? Oh crap. Tom, would you like to start? Nope. I'll uh, go. You don't want to be voluntold? My name's Carl Armijo. You can find me online at www.carlarmijo.com. That's A-R-M-I-J-O. And I'm the owner and operator of Carl Armijo Photography, specializing in headshots. Uh, I'm Shane Simmons. Uh, I'm a professional tattoo artist, a stage performer, and I do all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but you can find all of my stuff at uh, shanesimmons.com. It's www.shanesimmons.com. S-H-A-Y-N-E-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. I'm Bradley Brown. I own Harrods Creek Jewelers. That's H-A-R-R-O-D-S. Harrods Creek Jewelers at harrodscreekjewelers.com. Uh, we specialize in repairs and custom design, hand engraving, um, in Prospect, Kentucky. And I'm Tom Robbins. I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams. Um, you can find me at robbinsnests.kw.com. That's R-O-B-B-I-N-S-N-E-S-T-S dot K-W dot com. All right. Sounds good, guys. Well, thanks for coming to coffee this morning and We'll get this sucker out there. Rock and roll.